Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Amanda Page Stevens shares a story about what it's like to be a punk in a big coat. So it was 1995, and it was here in Norfolk, and it was blazing hot summer. I had just graduated from Maury High School, and... Uh, I was pretty angry, and I was really punk rock, and I was 18 years old. So, this area had this great venue called King Inn, and it was so cool. It had all these great acts come through. My dad even saw the Chili Peppers there. People saw Green Day. It was crazy awesome, and it was a long-ass time ago. So, we don't have any venues like that anymore they say, but we do, next door. Anyway, um, it was a great venue, and I don't know, we were all so mad, and so young, and so punk rock. And why was I mad? Well, I grew up in this household full of politics. Some of them were pretty radical. And you know those kids that are on the protest line that are acting up and running around and laughing and completely killing the seriousness? Well, those kids were basically me and my brother. So I was angry for a lot of reasons. Um, They also like to call me PC Queen, as in politically correct. They called me a riot girl, as in, well, I was a third wave feminist and I didn't shave, so I had hairy legs and, yeah, no bra. And they also would say, oh, she's kind of like a skater punk. And I'm like, but I don't skate. Come on. How could I be a skater punk? But I look like one. And it wasn't those typical mohawky punks. It was huge clothes. I mean, ridiculously out of this world, I should never have put them on clothes. My shirts were band shirts, and, or they were political shirts. And they're seriously, they were like... XXL. It came down to here. And the pants, oh my gosh, the pants were ridiculous. They were from the thrift store. They were at least size 40 waist. And the belt, the belt wasn't, wasn't working. So I was constantly like pulling my pants up. And um, my hair was a mess. A little bit better, no, a little bit worse than now. Um, it was a really bad bleach job. And it was down to here, and underneath was shaved up to here, and I wore it back in a little knot, so it looked like I didn't have any hair, and it looked like I didn't have any curves, too. I was pretty much a rectangle with no hair, and uh, I'd run around like that with all my friends. We all pretty much looked the same. We were cookie cutters out of each other, you know, same mold, and um, the best part of that time in 1995 when I was 18 and mad as hell was that I was in this crazy punk rock band. And, well, let's see. It was me and Keith and Billy and um, George and Brian for a while. But George didn't last very long because his politics were a little different than our politics or my politics. And I was the front one of the front people. There was two of us. I was the abstract kind of weird spoken word artist girl thing that sang and then there was Keith he was the screamer and I mean he screamed his ass off it was deafening and I was voluntarily being there but um one night we were playing the show at the king's head and 
George did something ridiculous, and I don't remember what it was because it was always ridiculous when it came to him. And I had all these props around the stage, and I grabbed one of the props, which was probably a bad idea, and it was this sparkly red bra that was left in my boyfriend's car at the time by some floozy. And she, she took it off and left it there. So I grabbed the bra and I threw it in his face. And that was perfect because he quit the band. We didn't have to kick him out. So he stormed off the stage. And that was just a typical one of our night's, you know, antics. So fast forward. Um, we, we were, well, okay. So we were pretty ridiculous. Like Keith and I had this way of rocking out. We never really looked at the at the crowd, you know, so we were rocking out, rocking out to the drummer. But finally we turned around halfway through our existence and um, we'd fall on the ground and be like singing on the ground and being so emotional. It was really ridiculous. So here we are, six months later, still playing all these shows. But I was in Richmond away from the band and um, they... Uh, somehow had formed a new band without me. And it kind of hurt my feelings. Well, no. It hurt my feelings a lot. I was devastated. And instead of talking to them, I was just crushed. And I let my mind go all over the place. And just really broke my heart. I thought they were breaking up with me. And I didn't realize, well, they're musicians. They're in lots of bands, you know. So I I was just, like, devastated. And... I, I wanted a way out, and I wanted to run, and I, I was 18, and I was, like, totally overdramatic about it all. So I was searching, and I, I remembered, I'm an artist. I just graduated from governor's school, and I have all these schools out there that love my portfolio. Eleven schools, actually, wanted me to come to their school and study. So I went through all of my applications that I got in, you know, all the schools I got into, and somehow my parents and I figured out a way for me to go to school. And um, I made this great plan, because art school is where I needed to go, and and it was December, and it was cold, and it was Christmas, and I decided to go to Chicago. And uh, I finally got around to telling the band and I'm pretty sure either I blocked it from my memory because it was so bad, or I just don't remember because it was totally anticlimactic. But uh, we planned our last show, and um, we found out how cold it was in Chicago. So Dad came home one day with this ridiculous coat. It was, well, it kind of fit the mold of everything I wore. It was gigantic. It was this military-issued freezer coat. And that meant you wear it into the freezers while you work. And I guess that's what me going to Chicago is like. But, um, yeah, so I had this big, huge blue freezer coat, which meant I had to go to Chicago. And somehow I had to break up with this band for real. So I played the last show. The last show was absolutely insane, uh, at this venue called Poor Boys, because King said the place we normally played had closed down. And um, it was by ODU, and it was great. The place was huge. It, it had a 
stage like twice as long as this and twice as high had a great dance floor for all the crazy punk rock kids to freak out in and the lineup was unbelievable it had two of my favorite bands um, that played they were called Snapcase and Lifetime and um, they were so good and so punk and I really really truly knew every word and sang every word I think they might have heard me that I was singing so anyway they they played, but before they played, we played, and we we would look out into the crowd, and the kids knew our words. They were singing to us, and our friends were, like, running across the stage and launching into the crowd, and there was a huge mosh pit. I think my dad was in there with my brother. That was kind of scary, but um, it was great. It was a great night. In fact, there was a fight that night, I think, and I... No, I don't, I don't think I know. This kid, Dale, he picked up a stool like this. Picked it up, used it as a weapon, and then, I'm not going to do it, he threw it across the room. It was quite a night. In the end, I got on a plane and moved to Chicago and um, ran around the Chicago land with my freezer coat on. And uh, I didn't freeze, but I did feel the warmth of my dad throughout the whole time there. And I felt him there on a lot of levels. He was, he's an artist, too, and I always wish that he was in those classes with me. Um, but he was, in, a, in essence, because I was being kept warm because of his great idea of getting me this really ugly coat. A really ugly coat. But honestly, tonight, I wish I had a coat like that. I mean, maybe it could fit a little better, but it would be perfect for this kind of weather. If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just see the show live, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, submission and contact forms, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time... Thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.